Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I'm Layla London, aka The Curious Girl. Now, just to let you know, this podcast is not suitable for work. It's also not suitable for anybody under 18. But the rest of you consenting adults, let's get ready to talk about my sex life, sex in general, and everything in between in explicit, raunchy, fun detail. All right, here we go. woman remembers a man that was an excellent lover and you will miss him (laughs) forever. You'll always hold him fondly and in high regard, the man that gave you a lot of orgasms. These are things that I said never. And now I have trained myself that within my sexual dialogue, I try as hard as I can to strike the word never from my vocabulary because I've had to eat crow so many times and eat my words. And the thing is just what you spoke to that as human beings, our sexuality, it's an organism. It's a living, breathing thing. It's constantly changing, growing and evolving. It's basically orgasms on command verbally. And you can do it remotely or if we're in the same room. So like if you had a partner who knew, it's basically NLP entrainment. It's neuro-linguistic programming for orgasm. And so you can learn how to get cummed on command. Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. It's another great Saturday. I have another fantastic guest. Today's guest, Susan Bratton, and she's an intimacy expert to millions. She's a champion and advocate for all of those who desire intimacy and passion for their whole life long. She's the co-founder and CEO of two corporations, Personal Life Media Incorporated, a publisher of heart-connected lovemaking techniques and bedroom communication skills, and the 20 LLC, a manufacturer of organic and botanical supplements that enhance sexual vitality. And if that wasn't enough, she's also a best-selling author and publisher of 34 books and programs. Susan, (laughs) welcome to the show. Hello, beautiful girl. How are you today? I am fabulous. I'm so excited to be talking to you today. Me too. You have quite a background. And well, I do. That is true. Yes. <laughs> I know. When we think about writing 35 books and programs, I've published another 20 beyond that. I run a publishing company and I publish passionate lovemaking techniques. So basically what I do for a living is have hot sex and write about it. Perfect. And you're in the right spot. So, okay. I am. (laughs) Fill everybody in about your background and just how did you get into this sexual wellness space and how did you get so passionate about it? Mismatched libidos. You started to talk to me before the show about the fact that probably one of the number one things you hear about from your listeners is their frustration over mismatched libidos and often the masculine having a higher sex drive than the feminine. But not always. Right. Sometimes it's the other way around more and more these days, interestingly enough. And I've got some hunches about that. But my husband and I, uh, we just two days ago, we celebrated our 29th wedding anniversary. We've been together 31 years, but about 10 years into our relationship, I didn't want to have intercourse with him anymore. And it was mostly just because it wasn't very satisfying for me, Layla. I didn't really get off on getting off. And he, it was always great for him. And roll it 40 years later or whatever, however many years it's been, 30 years. And, and it's interesting to watch the TED Talk from Dr. Lori Mintz, where she talks about the orgasm gap, the gap between how easy it is for a guy to have orgasms from intercourse and how much more relatively difficult it is for women. 
And what we had to do was cross the gasm chasm. That's what I like to say. Learn how to have orgasms from intercourse. It's a learned skill and everyone thinks they can either do it automatically or they're just the kind of person who can't do it. And then when a woman gets into her mind that she's just the kind of person who can't do it or maybe her partner can't make make it happen for her or whatever, then her partner thinks the same thing and then they never keep trying. They just give up. They hit this up. They hit a roadblock and they just, they're out. They're out. They're out. And that's what I saw all our friends getting divorced. And we lived in the Silicon Valley. We were very well-to-do. We had good jobs. We were doing just fine, like all our friends. And everybody was going divorce, 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 and getting new wives, younger wives, marrying their secretaries, whatever, and giving them the same shitty sex they gave their wives. So... We decided, my husband Tim and I, and he is now my business partner for 17 years. We've been married for 30, married for almost 30, 29 now. We've been parents for 25 years and we've run our businesses together for 17 years. So we are a very compatible couple. We just needed to learn how to have orgasms from intercourse. And then once we started doing that, and here's how we did it. We went to sex workshops. And when we went to sex workshops and we did the work, we learned the skills. And when we learned the skills, we had the sex, we had the orgasms. And we said to ourselves, my God, we need to teach everybody this, not just people who can afford to drop 30 grand on sex workshops one year. Right. And so we started our company, Personal Life Media, and we started by publishing orgasm techniques for women at first, and then also male multiple orgasm, stamina techniques, all kinds of things. And then over time, as I started to get more and more skill of my own, I started helping people with sexual health and then I wrote a program called Revive Her Drive, how to get your wife or girlfriend to want you for sex again. Yeah. And that has been a crowd pleaser. Let's just say that. (laughs) I bet. And it's interesting because basically guys write to me and and I love the name of it, Revive Her Drive, like she's broken because guys have this orientation towards fixing their women. Yeah. And they write to me afterward and they go, oh, Oh, it turns out it wasn't just her problem. It was like a lot of what I was doing. I have part one of the free things I give away with that at Reviver Drive. I'll probably drop a few URLs here and there because I, I give away a lot of stuff because if you're going to choose someone to entrust with your sex life, you have to really like their style and what they say. And I just like to give things away so I earn people's trust. And so at Reviver Drive, there's a really fun audio that has done men so well called 21 Deadly Mistakes You're Making That Are Killing killing your wife or girlfriend's desire for you. And they're like, and they're like, well, I was doing all 21, Jimmy Uh Crickets, you know? (laughs) Yeah. What are a couple? Oh God. Begging. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Bargaining. Trying to do honeydews. I mean, when a woman says to me, well, I think it's so sexy when he does the dishes. I'm like, really? That's how sexy your husband is? Because that's so lame that that's what you think could turn you on. You, my God, girl, sit down right here beside mommy and let me tell you a few things. You know what yes. I mean? <laughs> yeah. I want to see my man being a man. I don't want to see him washing a dish. Like, God not... almighty. I mean, it's great. Everybody helps around the house. There's nothing wrong with helping around the house, but it's not the thing that should make you want your man. Right. Anyway, some of those are the mistakes. A lot of the mistakes are that men forget how to have sexual and masculine leadership in the bedroom. They, they forget about having polarity. The woman makes all the decisions. She starts to manage the checkbook. Pretty soon he can't even spend 99 bucks on something to help him get his wife to have sex with. Like the guy that emails me and says, well, what do I do 
if my wife is going to find out if I buy this. And it's funny because sometimes, sometimes I'm in a mood and I'm like, well, I don't know why you let it get that far that you don't have $99, but sometimes, (laughs) and, and, and most of the time I say to guys, don't tell her you bought it. Like, save up your money, figure out how to get $99, but don't tell her because she doesn't want to know what's under the hood of how you get her turned on. She just wants you to get her turned on, dude. And so she'll notice immediately. And this is what I always say with guys who are trying to get their wife turned back on again. There's four elements to revival. Essentially, you must roam it. And they get really mad because they've been denied sex and they have a chip on their shoulder and they feel victimhood and they feel rejection and they feel anger. Because these are the emotions that men are allowed to have. So these are the ones that they have. I hope our culture allows men to have more emotions than the three in the future. But I say to them, you have to put aside your male pattern anger and you must look at everything that happens and notice all of the small pieces of momentum because you are going to have two steps forward, one step back in the process of turning her back on again. But you've got a romancer, even if you're mad at her, that's what she needs. She needs you to show up and be fun. And you have gotten to be a grumpy old bastard and who begs and barters for sex. And that's not what she wants because she's not turned on already like you are. You have to get her turned on. She doesn't have the benefit of testosterone every morning. She doesn't have the benefit of two seconds and her dick is hard. Right. Waking up with some morning wood. Yeah. Exactly. We don't wake up with morning wood. We need our blood flow flows in more slowly and we need arousal. So romance is number one. The second thing is sensuality. Many men resort to only touching for at the times they want sex, intercourse, not just stroking her, petting her, rubbing her, loving her, foot rubs, pecks on the cheek, grab her butt when she goes by because they feel like, oh, well, if I do that, she's going to think I'm trying to get sex. And it's like, well, you have to make sure she understands that you're doing it to not get sex, but because you enjoy it. So that's number two. And then number three is the polarity piece, learning how to have vision and leadership in the bedroom, how to run her menus of small offers and accelerate her desire, understanding the arousal ladder and taking her up that arousal ladder, getting some skill in seduction, moving her toward pleasure. And then the fourth thing is advanced sexual mastery, knowing that orgasms are learned skills, knowing how to give her different types of orgasms. We human beings in these bodies we live in can have 20 different kinds of orgasms. You can spend your life learning how to give your girlfriend orgasms of all different kinds. And that's a fun avocation. Yes, so it once is. we understand kind of, okay, I've dated that guy. <laughs> and you thank him forever. Oh my God. Yes. I mean, every, look, every woman remembers a man that was an excellent lover. Like, and you will you miss him. <laughs> forever. You'll always hold him fondly and in high regard, the man that gave you a lot of orgasms. Definitely. Yeah. So over time, what I've learned is that women really love to have fun in the bedroom. Men really love to have fun in the bedroom. So I started out with these sex techniques and orgasm skills and intercourse techniques and things like that. And then I realized, my God, I've created a body of work of all these different fun, sexy adventures. And that's what people really want. They want to have fun. They just don't know what to do. And that's where you and I started talking about this sex life bucket list, how to create 
this bucket list. What are the experiences that you want to have? And what are the experiences that she wants to have? And when I ask guys, okay, so you did your four-step personalized sex life plan. Now you've got your sex life bucket list. You've got these certain things you want to learn. What's on your list? Yeah. Well, can we walk through, I just kind of want to walk through the personalized sex life plan. Like, yeah, yeah, let's definitely do it. And what's interesting about it is that guys will say, well, I have my things on my list, but really I want to do all the things on her list. They're very driven to make us happy. And that's one of the things that I think is really good. If you're in a relationship as a couple, you can both download the personalized sex life list. And that way you can have her take it, take the assessment and you take the assessment and you end up with this short list of the things that there's basically A, B and C. So we'll go through this, but the A's are, I definitely want this on my sex life bucket list. Oh my God, I've been wanting to have this experience or feel this thing or do this thing or have this fantasy or whatever it is. B's are, it's not on my list, but if my partner wanted to do it, I'd be totally game to give them that experience. And C's are, it's not for me right now. Because I always try to explain to people that your sexual maturation, you sexually mature over time. Just as you mature as a person, your sexuality matures. And what you used to look at it and go, oh my God, I would never do that, is now the thing you're masturbating to. Totally. <laughs> like your totally. sexiest, dirtiest fantasy S- that was the thing that used to gross you out. <laughs> Susan, I say that all the time on do this you? podcast. Oh, oh, no, because... If you listen to me six years ago, when I started this, there's like, I would say like, oh, I will never do that. That is not hot. That's not sure. Now, now it's like, oh my God, I love that. That is so fucking hot. Like I can't get yeah. wet without it. Just like, these are things that I said never. And now I have trained myself that within my sexual dialogue, I try as hard as I can to strike the word never from my vocabulary because I've had to eat crow so many times and eat my words. And the thing is just what you spoke to that as human beings, our sexuality, it's an organism. It's a living, breathing thing. It's constantly changing, growing and evolving. And to Think that you're going to stay with your 20-year-old self, that this is what I like then, or 30-year-old self, or 40-year-old self, or whatever. As you go along, everything changes. So you want different things. And just to, I hope to remind people to stay open and know that you will not be the same person sexually today as you were 10 years ago and in 10 years in the future, hopefully. Yeah, exactly. If you're lucky. (laughs) If you are intentional about your sexuality, which is really what the sex life bucket list is, it's being intentional about your sexuality, whether you're solo, because a lot of these things can be done with a solo pleasuring or you're in a relationship or you're in a group partnership. (laughs) And that's even more fun, even more dynamics. Yeah. So Sex Life Bucket List, it's at sexlifebucketlist.com. And basically when you go there, you get on my email newsletter list, you can opt out anytime and you get a PDF download and you get access to a video and it's all free that shows you. And I I literally walk you through step-by-step. It's like an exercise for couples or singles where I literally just walk you through the assessment and explain what everything is. Because I mean, we won't have time. There's 48 things on here, Layla. We won't have time to go through all of them. But just, I thought it'd be fun to hit some highlights. Yes, hit some highlights. Would you like to pick some of the ones that were intriguing to you? Or do you want me to just- Absolutely. No, yeah. Let's do it to me. Let's go. All right. So we just start out, I do this little thing like a before and after at the beginning, which is how satisfied are you with your current sex life and how do you rate your skills as a lover? Because once you read all these things on this bucket list, you're going to be like, oh, I don't even never done 50% or 70% of these things. I guess I'm not as good as I think. (laughs) 
And I do that to kind of light a fire under people's asses to start doing some new stuff. <laughs> yes. Yeah, right. So a lot of times the first thing I like to do is I like to check on how a person feels about their libido versus their partner's libido. And then I like to check in on just general orgasmic ability. Are you the kind of, you know, are you a multi-orgasmic man who has unlimited stamina or are you a guy that is chronically stressed out about your premature ejaculation? Or are you a guy that has delayed ejaculation and you're struggling to climax? right? I mean, there's all different kinds of experiences. Are you a woman who is struggling to have even a single orgasm or are you very multi-orgasmic in very many ways? You can have 10 or 15 kinds of orgasms. You can orgasm from different locations. You can orgasm from different techniques. You can orgasm with different objects. That's really what you want to go for as a sexual being is you want to have this, what I call orgasmic cross-training. I got that from a girlfriend of mine, Sherry Winston. She wrote a really good book called The Women's Anatomy of Arousal, which if you haven't read it, I recommend it. And I love her notion of orgasmic cross-training because a lot of times people say to me, well, if I use a vibrator, is it going to wear out my clit and make it so I can't have orgasms? And I'm like, well, they're all orgasms. And no, it's not going to wear it out. As a matter of fact, there's four or five different kinds of sex toys you should have so you can orgasmically cross-train with the toys. So when you get with a partner, it's just easier for you to come because you've come so many different ways with so much different stimulation. Yeah, the orgasmic cross-training. I love it. I'm going to steal that. <laughs> What are you what are you doing today, Layla? I'm doing orgasmic cross training, of course. Like what else would the curious girl be doing? Hello? Exactly. <laughs> oh yeah. And I'll get into this later. I'll make sure that I do talk about the different kinds of vibrators that I think all women should have or sex toys that all women should have for or for orgasmic cross training. I'll talk about that. So first thing I do is I check in on what kinds of orgasms a person is having so far. Are they having clitoral? Are they having vaginal and cervical or intercourse orgasms, urethral like G-spot and U-spot? Are they having ejaculatory orgasms, aka squirting? Are they yes. having anal, check, perineal, check, check. ass? Good. Good job. Hold on. I haven't had an anal or like, well, let me think about this. Have I? I haven't had it just straight anal gasm. Yeah. Okay. It's possible. That's something I could work towards. Yes. Well, oh, I, you're going to have many things on your list when we're done. Then there's the kind of mouth gasms, throat gasms from deep throating cocks. Those are really, really good. You can have breath gasms, breast and nipple, of course. Um, belly gasms. I love belly gasms. My husband gives me great core gasms, we call them. Foot gasms. One of my boyfriends that I could never forget, he was such a good lover. He would basically masturbate my feet and give me orgasms. Oof, I missed that. Whoa. I know. See, now you got some things to go for. I got some things to think about here. Yeah. I know. Yes. Full body orgasms, expanded orgasms, erotic hypnosis, orgasmic fantasy. Stop right there. Okay. What is erotic hypnosis? It's basically orgasms on command verbally, and you can do it remotely or if we're in the same room. So like if you had a partner who knew, it's basically NLP entrainment. Yeah. It's neuro-linguistic programming for orgasm. And so you can learn how to get cummed on command. Okay. Add that, to, bet... add that to your list. Put that down. Oh, it's That's going right <laughs> to the tippy tippy top. Maybe. You don't know because we haven't been through this assessment yet, and we probably won't get through it in the time we have. Howsoever, we will try. And you can always download sexlifebucketlist.com and get your own. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, of course, there's fantasy and role play and sensation play, like spanking and feathers and stim. There's dominance and submission, including things like rough sex and ravishing and restraint and blindfolding and orgasm control. 
which I don't like. And then there's sex toys. And this is where I did want to talk about how for women, especially there's vibrators. We're used to vibrators like bullets or wands. And we're used to things like womanizers, like the air stimulator. Yes. I love the womanizer. I do too. And there's also liquors like the Volta from Fun Factory. Yeah, I have never tried a liquor. Put the liquor on your list. Yeah. And then, yeah, one of my girlfriends. Do they work well? Well, for one of my girlfriends, that's her number one sex toy is the Volta. That's okay. her favorite thing. And then there's G-spot toys. and Because sometimes guys aren't good at going down on girls. I mean, like sometimes they're not good pussy lickers. Well, it's a learned skill and you have to guide them and teach them how to do it. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I do think everybody has kind of their certain really special skills. There's things everyone's, mm-hmm. you know, everyone can be adequate with enough training and feedback, but there are certainly some people who are just like incredible at fucking the shit out of you in a really delicious way. That's not all just porn star pounding and they don't know what they're doing. It's like, oh, you want to come? I'll just do it harder. It's like, uh, dude, no. No, no, there's guys that have gifts. Yes, but um, (laughs) on my main website, which is personallifemedia.com, I have a whole bunch of fucking techniques that I give away for free in, in articles. And I think those are really, really important to learn because most people think there's just like one way to fuck, which is in and out, in and out. And that's like, no, there's so many better ways. And there's so many things women can do and not just lie there and get fucked, right. right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm never opposed to just getting fucked though, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes that's just perfectly delicious depending on what mood you're in. Yes. Oh, I'm a power bottom. I like yeah. that too. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the power other- bottom. I love it. This interview is worth it alone just for the lingo. I'm like, yes. <laughs> I wanted to finish off on that orgasmic cross-training thing for women because I think it's really good. One of the other things that I like are, are G-Spot toys. And if you like the womanizer, there's a womanizer duo that's really good that has a G-Spot vibrator that goes inside with a womanizer clit sucker on the outside. And mm. that every time I use that thing, it gives me the most intense. It's like, oh, ah, yeah. yes. you know, it's like those real yes. deep, really satisfying orgasms. Yeah. So yeah. that's another one that's really a good one. And the rabbit style vibrators are good where you have the external clit and the internal kind of, th- and then there's thrusters. Thrusters are kind of more of that. They go in and out and they're hands-free. They're like fucking yeah. fucky machines. So thrusters are another really good one, especially for women who are like, well, I've been, I was married for 20 years. I've been divorced for three years. I'm dating again and I'm going to have intercourse. And I think my vagina just fused shut over the years and I'm nervous. And I'm like, and what do I do to remediate? And one of the things that I, I say, well, you take nitric oxide supplements because I make a, a nitric oxide supplement that's really good. I'll send you some if you want them. And you can use the, the V-Fit to kind of open up things with red light therapy, but then get a thruster, get a thruster or pulsator because they will open everything up and get the blood flowing again. It's all about blood flow. Yes. So, so then I go through male orgasms and there's so many, there's 20 <laughs> and I can do that or I could go talk about some fun kind of couples things and get more into like the things you do together. What would you prefer me to do? Yeah, let's do that. Let's talk about the fun couples things and things you do together. But what I will tell you about the men's orgasms is that most men think there's one kind of orgasm. They think there's, well, I ejaculate and have an orgasm. 
And those are totally separate systems in the body. And men are leaving. I mean, we women, we know we want better orgasms than we're having. And we know we can have multiple kinds of orgasms, not just multiple orgasms, multiple kinds of orgasms. Guys, a lot of guys aren't even aware they can have multiple kinds of orgasms. So I do like guys to look at this list and be like, oh my God, look at that list of orgasms I got to have on my bucket list. I like that. And what men start practicing. Exactly. And what the men who are taking this survey are telling me is that they want to become multi-orgasmic men and they want to have P-spot blended orgasms. P-spot is the prostate and they want to get their cock stroked while they're getting their prostate stimulated with a finger or a toy, like a vibrating prostate toy or like a butt plug or something like that. And that's what guys are most interested in. So for you, man lover out there. Yeah. How do you recommend a guy get started on exploring his P-spot orgasmic opportunities? I mean, I know guys that are like, yeah, they're interested in ass play and they'd like to experience the P-spot orgasm, but they just don't really know like how to get familiar with it, how to get in there and figure it out. What do you recommend? You can go on my website. I tell you how to do it on my website. And I would say generally, it's really good to just have a vibrating prostate tool of some kind. And pick one out, stick it up your butt, turn it on and try it and find where it feels the best. Wiggle it around in there till it's like, oh, that's the spot. And then start playing with your dick. Yeah. (laughs) There we go. You got that, guys? Start playing with your dicks. (laughs) Not like they have any problem with that. No, 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 they don't. They sure do. So getting into a lot of the kinds of things that I think are good for coupled sex, there's things like incorporating sex toys, which couples are notoriously horrible at. Notoriously horrible. Really? Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, people are just not doing it and they need to be doing it. They need to be having sex toys. Why not? They think that they're supposed to have orgasms through their body parts and that it's cheating. (laughs) No, (laughs) no. Yeah. Not only that, but I always have like an array of sex toys when I make love with my partner. So whatever I feel like, oh, I want to do. I mean, I lately, one of the things I've been really getting off on is like giving a blow job or doing a hand job while I have a vibrator either in my pussy or on my clit while my partner is making out with me and playing with my boobs and I'm stroking their cock and I've got a vibrator on my clit. Like, that's so nice. We should be doing that every day. It should be part of the normal repertoire. Exactly. Yeah, it's great. Especially like you're talking about giving a blowjob while you're getting that stimulation on your clit at the same time. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. You're tickling both ends of the tube. Yes. Or even just like, I I love a good masturbation assist. Oh, for sure. Or mutual masturbation is really fun. Yes. Come here and put those wonderful fingers in me while I'm getting on my clit with this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that too. It's the best. Yeah. Yeah. So even just things like sensual massages, do you give your partner sensual massages? Do you get sensual massages? A lot of people don't take the time to do that. And I think that's one of the most important things, whether it's sensual massages or orgasmic genital massages, such as Mm -hmm. the yoni massage or for the men, the lingam massage, right? Yes. I guess people would consider that masturbation, but I don't think it is. I think it's just genital massage. Yeah. And then there's things like body fluids. Some people are really turned on by body fluids, like female ejaculate or cum. 
giving and receiving oral pleasure and then doing 69. I'm surprised how few people do 69 because they say to me, well, I don't know. I just really have a hard time concentrating on what I'm doing. I'm like, you don't have to concentrate. You just suck a cock and get your pussy eaten. You just relax. You know, there's nothing going on here. You don't have to come. You don't have to perform. You can just take your pleasure on a cock while you're getting your pussy eaten or whatever the configuration is. I'm just using that as an example. I'm using primarily heterosexual examples because most people are basically heterosexual. So, I mean, in today's world, we have more and more people who are bisexual, omnisexual, pansexual, sapiosexual, everything sexual, which I fully support because I am a rainbow sparkle spectrum girl. However, when you're talking about sex, it's always the easiest for most people to hear the masculine feminine together. So I really encourage people to do mutual simultaneously oral sex because practice makes perfect, as we talked about Mm -hmm. earlier. Sex positions. Good Lord, more sex positions. I mean, it's one of my things that I love to talk about is having a dope flow sex date where you basically just, it's dope because you're just doing what you want to do when you want to do it. You're just flowing with what feels good. You're coming up with ideas. Hey, let's do this now. Oh, why don't you flip me over? Oh, let's do it in the mirror. Oh, how about if I get on top? Let's do a 69 now. And you just go back and forth and back and forth. And you're just flowing from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing. Once you have a lot of sex position mastery. It's really fun. And sex positions with different people are totally different. You've got your two, you've got your ones that you love with each individual person that you have sex with because of body dynamics, right? Their sizes and shapes. So yes, that's really fun. And then dirty talk. I wrote a book on dirty talk. It's free. It's at dirtytalkbook.com. It's free because people need help feeling comfortable. They don't want to make a mistake. They don't want to gross out their partner, but it's a lot of fun to make up stories. I've been recently telling my husband the dirtiest stories. I've been getting on top of him, making love to him and telling him the dirtiest things I could possibly think of in his freak, like the stuff that he would, the stuff that he would masturbate to himself alone. I know what that is. And I tell him the story while I'm riding his cock and he loves that. So dirty talk can be really fun. That is fun. I like that idea. I like because you're telling a story. So a lot of times people aren't sure like where to go. Like, what do I say? Do I say, oh, you know, fuck me harder or touch my pussy. Like a lot of times people cannot find the vocabulary. So if you're telling a story that kind of, I love that idea because it kind of takes the pressure off. You don't just have to come out with one big sweeping statement. (laughs) Go the distance with it. Let's just tell something fun. Let's get into fantasy. Let's explore. Yeah. You just make it up as you go along, whatever comes to you. It's just a silly little story. It doesn't mean a thing. You don't have to do it. And that's the same with sharing fantasies. It's like, it's a fantasy. You don't have to do it. Making noises and moaning and giving feedback are critical and people have very silent sex. So that's one of the things that I really like to do. And then I think making requests during sex is also very important. Being able to ask for what you want because what you want is constantly changing. And having your partner feel really good that they're not doing anything wrong. They're just like, oh, you want that now? Sure, babe, here you go. Oh, you want that now? Of course. Oh, you want me to try this with you? Sure, I'd love to try that with you. It's going to be super fun. And then 
there's of course dressing in sexy outfits. I mean, women love to see their men just as much. I, it was funny. I asked one of my trainers, I have a lot, I have a couple personal trainers because I work out every damn day. And I asked one of my trainers, he's adorable and he's so buffed. And I was like, do you prance around for your wife naked and like strike poses and shit? And he's like, every morning. <laughs> I was like, Great. I love that. Every morning yes. he does that. Oh, how perfect. <laughs> I don't know. It's so cute. And then of course there's video photos and videos. People love that. That can be really fun. And surprisingly, people are like, oh my God, we don't do that, but that sounds great. Then there's spankings and restraints and blindfolds and sensation play. And a lot of people love doing that. It's really nice for people. The people who are more dominantly auditory love to hear the fantasy stories. The people who are more dominantly visual love to see the lingerie fashion shows and they like to be blind. The people who are kinesthetic like to be blindfolded. The people who are more into sensation, they like to be blindfolded because they don't have to worry about things taking them out of their sensation that they see. They don't see anything so they can feel more. So everybody's kind of got a lead sexual preference. Not that we don't like all of them, but we some people really like to be blindfolded. Yes. Then, of course, there's playing with other people, either together or separately. There's threesomes, moresomes, group sex, orgies, sex parties. There's that whole world. There's being an exhibitionist or a voyeur, watching or being watched or watching your partner having sex. These are very, very, very common desires that are a lot of fun. And then there's becoming poly or open relationship or don't ask, don't tell or casual sex without emotional attachments. And these are things that many couples like to do. Yeah. And then of course there's like floor shows, pole dances, lap dances, and other erotic dances for partners, going to strip clubs and watching exotic dancers, having water sex in a hot tub and a, a natural spring, a waterfall, a shower. Let me ask you, how do you encourage women to just sort of get out of their, step out of their comfort zone? Because I find that Men are very easily led in this area. Like you're not going to get a lot of no's from them. If you're going to come up with stuff. They're going to, yeah, yeah. If it's about sex, they're going to want to try it with you. But how do you get women to just get more comfortable and let go and just go for it? A couple things. Number one, encouragement. Number two, making her feel like it's totally safe to do anything that she wants in the bedroom behind closed doors in the privacy of her own home with a person who loves her. Number three, adoration and worshiping her, letting her know that every sexual self-expression that she has is okay by you and you love it. Yeah. And then helping her overcome her body image issues, letting her know that because she's estrogen dominant, she is critical of herself in a way that you are not critical. You don't yeah. see the flaws that she sees. They mean nothing to you. She looks beautiful to you and that she looks like a woman and you like that. And she's sexy as fuck. And she should just relax and enjoy herself because she's never going to get more beautiful. She's just who she is. And you love her for exactly who she is. And her, her sex life is her birthright. And she should yes. just allow herself to have it instead of trying to say that she's not perfect enough to have sex. Screw that. She is perfect the way she is right now. Yeah. So when you lost interest, what made you lose interest? Well, my husband basically 
used me as a masturbatory sock for uh-huh. over a decade. And he came in my pussy every multiple times a week and I never had an orgasm. And why would I want to keep doing that? Right. I had to learn that you can learn how to have orgasms. Mm-hmm. So it took me, you know, we had to learn how to do it. Got it. Okay. Okay. I think a lot of what the feedback too I get from listeners is like, they're not having great sex because when you are, there's no, like you want to have it. Oh God, I do. I mean, right. I want to have it all the time. I mean, like, every day. Like, I love it. It's this great thing in my life. Things and it fuels me. Yeah. But it wasn't always like that. No, it's a learned skill. That's all. It's something you have to work, work towards, prioritize, work at. And then it's also ongoing. I don't want to be unrealistic with people because I feel like a lot of times people will go, they want me to fix something overnight. Doesn't go like that. And then it's ongoing, but it's a whole lot of fucking fun. And I mean that literally. It definitely <laughs> is. I know. Yeah. It creates so much joy. It does. It really, yeah. really does. No, I mean, oh. Oh, or all those orgasms, all those fun things. Did you know that that's how this whole Curious Girl Diaries podcast started? It started with the sex bucket list. It started. I remember that because you were on Dr. Moali's show. And I'm like, oh my God, Layla's talking about the sex bucket list. Moali, you got to introduce me. And uh, that's how we met because I had just come out with the sex life bucket list and I've been kind of perfecting this. And that was so cute. And we were such kindred spirits. I totally remember that. I know. And it's just like, you have a lot of stuff. Holy shit. <laughs> I got yeah, more on there. Should we keep going? Absolutely. Okay. I'll do a couple of them real fast. Rope art bondage, either often called shibari, being tied up or tying, being restrained on a liberator wedge or sex furniture or doing it to your partner, being pinned down, having your hair held tightly, having your neck held, your appendages restrained, wearing a harness or a dildo, which is also called a strap on and penetrating your partner or having this done to you. <clears throat> remote control sex toys, including remote control prostate massagers. Yep. Using vacuum erection or suction devices such as penis, vulva, clitoris, or nipple pumps. I have been nerding out on clit pumping lately. What's clit pumping? Hello. I know. I have... um, Fill me in. (laughs) I don't think I have it. Do I have one here? I usually have boxes of these things around. So I'm a big, I'm a big champion of penis pumping. One of my books is called The Pump Guide and over 50,000 copies have been downloaded. I've helped thousands and thousands and thousands of men understand that a vacuum erection device, penis pump, the one I like is called the Whopper. It makes your penis longer and thicker and healthier and harder and firmer for less than 200 bucks. And it's like, every man should be using this. And once guys are like, oh, you mean it for real? And I'm like, Yeah, it's for real. Maybe not the Chinese novelty junk item you bought in an adult store that you didn't use for more than three times. That's not real. But a real vacuum erection device is real. It's a realsy reals. And they also make clitoral pumps and vulva pumps. So I've been pumped, my husband and I have been pumping up my vulva and then pumping up my clit before we have sex as kind of a part of foreplay. And it brings, pulls all the blood in and it makes your pussy really engorged. And the sex feels incredible when you do that. So I've been nerding out on that lately. That's oh been one of the things on my bucket list. I'm nerding out on it. Yes, I love this. This is new. Okay, I'm taking notes. A vulva pump and a clit pump. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Isn't that cool? I'll send you a link. Yeah. Is it just to uh, get, so you're getting the blood flow going. Is it to help with any sort of 
if you have problems with that? Yeah, atrophy. It reverses atrophy from aging because we atrophy just like our men do. And I'm 60. So I am always working to reverse atrophy. So I do a lot of O shots and my husband does P shots. He pumps his penis. I pump my vulva and my clit. The O shots have made my clit bigger over the years. And so I have a really nice meaty clit. It gets a nice little hard on. And so the more material you have to work with, the more pleasure signals get sent to your brain. Yeah. So the more intense your orgasm. So I'm coming at the intensity of a 30-year-old in a 60-year-old woman's body with a super luscious, voluptuous vulva. What is the O O shot? O shots. O shot. O shot and P shot. That's something called PRP. It's called platelet rich plasma. They take PRP, they take it out of your blood, and then they re inject it right into the erectile tissue of your genital system to reverse atrophy and plump it up and get it just more engorgeable. And it really helps with intensity of orgasm. It helps with incontinence. It helps with all kinds of things. O shots and P shots are very good. Okay. This is interesting. I've only heard of the PRP for. Or on your face. Yeah. I've done it on my for my skin, but I didn't know you could put it on your genitals. in your clit in your clit and your clit. Yeah, yeah. You, you stick it right in your clit. They they put it in your clit. And what's great about it too is wait, do they inject it or they put yeah, it on they, there? They oh, okay, yeah. Susan, you right lost into your me clit. That. Right into your clit. Oh! They inject it. Okay, hold on. <laughs> I love sexual regenerative treatments of all kinds from the Gaines wave and Femi wave, which is an acoustic wave technology to using the V fit to the O shot and P shot. I've got all this information. I do free videos at betterlover.com. If any of your listeners want to know more about sexual regenerative therapies and treatments, I'm like a sexual biohacker. I teach all about all those things. I love it. So let's just skip to things like nipple clamps, nipple jewelry, bondage lingerie, things like that. And then there's practicing tantric sex. Yes. I think tantric sex is something that a lot of women are really interested in because it's more slow and more sensual and more heart connected. And that's the kind of sex that I teach. My techniques are, what I say is I like to transform having sex into making love. And so tantric sex techniques, I don't get all woo-woo on my stuff. There's no like spirituality embedded in my things, but it's definitely heart connected. Yes. Expanded orgasm is a practice that couples can learn together that allows a woman to go into a state of orgasm and stay in that for even as long as an hour. So that's a really fun thing for couples to learn together as is giving or receiving the experience of female ejaculation or squirting, which is very, very high up on the woman's list these days as is becoming a multi-orgasmic man being very, very high up on the men's list. Men who are aware that there's more than one kind of orgasm are very interested in being able to have full body energy orgasms with their partner without coming. And that's just a learned skill like everything else. Same as increasing oral pleasuring, the same as trying new sex positions. I mean, these things are very, very just additive to your sex life. Yes. And then there's one one last thing that I think is a really good one. And it kind of it kind of brings us full circle back to where we started. Yeah. When I said that I couldn't orgasm from inter- I didn't know how to, I hadn't learned how speaking very specifically now. I hadn't learned how, and we didn't know that orgasms from intercourse or penetration orgasms were a 
were a learned skill when we were in our 30s and early 40s, my husband and I. And so we went a decade of having intercourse without me orgasming. I could have an orgasm from my vibrator on my clit, but that was all. And that was what really made me not want sex with him. And he loved me and he wanted sex with me. And he he would have done anything to make me happy. We just didn't know what to do. And that forcing mechanism of making us go to sex workshops and learn the skills and how easy it was to learn them and how it incredibly made our our life, not just our sex life, but our whole freaking lives together so great. That was, I think, the real pivotal point for us. And I have a technique that I created that I basically took a 20, I I took an ancient Taoist practice and I reinvented it for the 21st century. And it solves what I think are two of the biggest problems of the masculine feminine pairing. Men feel like they can't last long enough and women can't come, aren't, aren't able, haven't learned yet how to come from intercourse. And thrust in time is the technique. It's at thrustintime.com. And it's basically a counting, stroking, fucking technique that helps him last long enough and gets her to finally have an orgasm from penis and vagina sex without any additional, you know, help. Right. Is this like the cat method? What's the cat method? It's where you're basically, he's the stroke that he's doing sort of, it's a longer stroke and the penis comes out and then the shaft is rubbing against the clit while he's still inside you. And it's kind of like, there's like a rocking. I do know about that. It's not that. That's a nice one. I think that one really depends on whether a woman likes that kind of grinding on her clit. Because not all women do, but some women love that. And that tends to be a pretty strong clit movement. Yes. Which some women need. They need that. No, this is a 10 count stroke. And there's two strokes. It's a shallow stroke and a deep stroke or a short stroke is the shallow stroke and a long stroke is the deep stroke because it takes you longer to go all the way in and come all the way back out. So you basically start with nine slow, short, shallow strokes and then one long, deep stroke. And you're not trying to press her vulva or pound or any of that shit. You're just like smooth and you're rocking your hips and you're you yeah. know, you're really using your Elvis pelvis and you're really just yes. smoothly doing it very slowly. And then you do nine shallow or eight shallow strokes and two long deep strokes and then seven and then three deep strokes and then and you go like that and by the time you get to four or five she's going to come and you'll notice that just in the having to kind of pay attention to the stroking and deliver the sensation you aren't so caught up in worrying about coming too fast (laughs) and so it helps you last longer because 95 percent of men's issue about premature ejaculation is anxiety it's worry. It's catastrophizing about the future or remembering something that happened in the past and getting out of your present mind and into your freaked out mind. And when you pull yourself back to the present moment, when you're so present that you're actually really paying attention to mindfully every stroke and you're really allowing her the time to feel every stroke, then you're building this desire for those long strokes. And when you get to four or five, 
it's like, ah, she finally gets what she wants. Because a lot of guys, they try to go as fast as they can to give her an orgasm. One guy emailed me recently and he said, I used your sex technique and she came so intensely and so hard. It was fantastic. And I said, well, what technique? Because I've literally written hundreds, if not thousands. He said, going slower. And I'm like, okay, that's not an actual technique, but I'm glad you did it and good for you. You know, like slow the Right. <laughs> yes. So I think the Taoist thrusting really helps women cross that gasm chasm. And there's sex positions about it. There's exactly what to do. There's all kinds of additional information in the download on Trust and Time. It's an illustrated guide, which is nice, and it's free. And I think that's one of the best things you can start with, as are sex positions. Those are really fun to start with and should potentially be on a lot of couples' bucket lists to try a few new sex positions. Things that stimulate multiple erogenous zones that work with great with your body dynamics, different locations, different places, in the car, in the yard, you know, those kinds of things are fun on the dining room table, etc. Yes. That's about 48 things that we've talked about, which is good. You worked me hard. And then at the end, I just am like, okay, so now how satisfied are you with your current sex life? And usually people are like, well, not as much as I was before I did my sex life bucket list, but I'm about to be. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. Now you've got, that's right. Now you've got, got something to work towards. You got your goals exactly. here. Yes. yes. Okay. Let's go back really quickly. I've got a recircle here. Okay. Erotic hypnosis. This yeah, is about like you can literally. Yeah. I have got to look into this. You can do some type type of NLP type of stuff. And yeah, yeah. Basically, what you do is you put your partner into a trance state, which is interestingly enough, the trance state is the theta brainwave state, and so is orgasm, and so is meditation. They're all theta. So when you put a person into a theta state, into a trance state, essentially you hypnotize them. And when they're in that state, then you can give them commands and you can command them to come. Okay. So I have experienced this with a partner, just one person. He's very good in the BDSM world and just, I would get into subspace all the time with him and he could do that. He could tell me, like, I would be so... I mean, all kinds of crazy things happened in my body when I, <laughs> when I was with him. Just like you, you were talking about, like these really, really long, like orgasms that just go on and on, whole body. And think I would be looking at him like, what is going on? Mm. What is happening? Do you see this? And it was just very fun. Very, very, very fun. But when he would say to me to come for him, like it would just, it was like, ding. Like this light would go off and, and my body would react. And it was We love so, that encouragement. God, come for just, me, baby. Come on. You can do it. Those That's are like the girl. most magic words. Like when you hear that, oh my God. Coming from the right person when that's who you want to hear it from. Holy shit. I know. It's so powerful. Yeah. So that's why when I saw that erotic hypnosis, I'm like, what is that about? Because I, I, think, <laughs> I think he did it to me without me. Somehow we got there without me knowing. But yeah. I love it. I would love to do it intentionally. Find someone. Are there So are there people that specialize in that? Yeah. I think if you just Google it. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm oh, I'm going to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's quite a few people. Yes. Okay. Dirty little NLP guys. Those dirty, <laughs> I need some dirty NLP. That's exactly. what I want. You might be quite auditory too. Auditory in your theta state where you really like to hear things. Mm -hmm. This this is going to the top of my new, you know, that's going right to the top of my new sex bucket list here is the, 
is these, uh, I need some dirty NLP guys. (laughs) What other things did you like off the list that would go on your bucket list right now? What are some of the things you want to experiment with? Well, I have a bucket. I always have an ongoing bucket list. Surprisingly, the one thing, this is like my Mount Kilimanjaro. Okay. Is, don't laugh, try not to laugh. It's a, a threesome of any kind. I seem to have a hard time putting together of all the things I've done, I can't get the, get the threesome down. Oh, just keep trying. You'll find the you'll find the right group. It's the right matchup. There's always one person kind of missing, and then finding that right person to fill in the gaps. It's uh, seems to be just I don't know hard. Like I'll or I'll meet a couple, and I'm like I like her, but I don't like him. It's harder to get that right chemistry. Am I just being picky, or is that normal? No, I think it's normal. I've had probably four or 500 threesomes and I really like them a lot. And my favorites are two, with two guys. So may, I think it's a lot easier if you just do a threesome with two guys. And those are great. They're my very favorite is threesomes with two guys. It's called an MFM usually. And that's that's two men that aren't gay, aren't, but they're not afraid to cross swords or, or what right. have you. Yeah. So the woman's kind of in the middle and she's the one who's receiving the pleasure from both of them. And I just think that's just such a nice dynamic to be completely out of your mind, pleasured by two men. I love it. That is the top of my list right now. I'm currently working very diligently on that. And I think I have some good candidates lined up. Excellent. You can borrow my guys if you need to. I'll I'll send them over. I will take a a referral. Uh, Oh, yes. Okay. I did not know. I did not know. Are there any any of them in the Florida area? No, but there's airplanes. (laughs) That's right. See, this is what I need. This is it's what nice I need. To be like, with trained men who are used to working together too. That was one of the things I learned early on is that your first threesome with two people is never going to be as great as, as the 10th one or the 100th right. one or the 400th one. And what's right. nice is that what you want to do is you want to say to each of the people that you're with, person number one, you feel me and you're paying attention to me. Person number two, you feel me and you're paying attention to me. Now I want you two to feel each other. And make sure you're synchronized with each other and connected with each other. And then I want you, person number one, to feel me through person number two. And I want person number two to feel me through person number one. So now what I'm doing is I'm creating an energetic connection around for the three of us. And then they can begin to synchronize. And so one of my very favorite things is a cock in my mouth and a cock in my pussy at the same time, but not cacophonously. What I prefer is when, and the guy with his cock in your mouth needs to be like the lead sled dog. He's like the oarsman setting the timing on the rowing, that he's the pace car. So he has to know how you want to be stroked with his cock in your mouth really well. He has to be able to breathe you and give you chances to swallow your spit and, you know, all that stuff. So he's moving slowly to your pleasure flow. And Dick Man is following the pace car. He's going in when the dick's going in your mouth. He's The dick is going in your pussy at this. So it's going in and coming out. Going oh, in and okay. coming yes. out. And we that gotta be on the same rhythm. is incredible. Because then you can just surrender 
to the simultaneous pleasuring and That's boy will you come well it's so nice and it's a lot easier to put together than a guy and a girl or a husband and a wife or whatever because there's jealousy and all that kind of stuff and, and when it's two girls the pleasure's on the guy more so and so that's why i actually prefer uh two couples like me with another woman and two other men because that way i feel like there's enough cock to go around right because if there's two girls and one guy you're light on cock for me right yeah yeah no for sure yeah yeah so maybe some of that will help you Oh, I'm definitely, it's going to be the male, female, male first. Yeah. I want Good. that. All that well, energy that's easy on to me. Set up. Oh yeah. That's super easy to set up. I've already told them like, I'm the star of the show. Yeah. This is about me this time. This is my fantasy. We're going to do it this way. Yeah. I want DP. I want DVP. Nobody needs to be worried about swords crossing as long as everyone's good with that. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah, yep, exactly. <laughs> you can have, you can have all that Layla. It's easy. Yes. Yes. I think your bucket list is going to come true now. I think so too. (laughs) Oh, it is. Yes. I've had six years of bucket lists and it's just been growing and growing and evolving and getting better and better and better. Yes. That's how they go. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show. Tell everybody where they can find you. Sure. Well, let's see. We talked about my main website, personallifemedia.com. That has all the great fucking techniques and the great coming techniques, and they're free. There's videos on sexual regenerative treatments and procedures and clip pumping and dick pumping and all that stuff. That's at betterlover.com. And then you can follow me on Instagram at Susan Bratton, S-U-S-A-N-B-R-A-T-T-O-N. And you can slide into my DMs and ask me any question. We talked about the pump guide at pumpingguide.com. We talked about thrust in time at thrustintime.com. I'm trying to think if we talked about any other, oh, well, sexlifebucketlist.com. That's where you download the assessment that we kind of went through today. So you can do that and get your bucket list. And if you do, email me and tell me what's on it because I love to hear your stories. (laughs) That's right. I know. Yes, me too. Me too. Well, everybody knows where they can leave their stories for me. You guys can always go to thecuriousgirldiaries.com. Click on the pink tab on the right-hand side. You have five minutes. Let it rip. I love to hear from you. And I get back to each and every one of you personally. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Love you so much. Everyone stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you hear, refer me to a friend and make sure you're following me on social media. Also go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com and join my subscribers only list for access to exclusive content. And as usual, questions or comments, you can always email me at curiousgirl at thecuriousgirldiaries.com.